For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, guy. Good morning, everybody. Uh, if it's morning, if you're watching this live, great. It actually might be uh, in the Eastern time zone uh, a little later in the day for you. But uh, thanks for being here. Hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. And if you listen to the podcast, great. Mailbag will be fired up again soon. I checked yesterday. I've seen some of you uh, reigniting the reviews. So you go to Apple Podcast. If you're an Apple Podcast user, if you're a Spotify user, I guess send me an Instagram DM and uh, uh, leave a review, though. Five stars. It helps the podcast on Apple Podcast. And in that review, just leave a question. And that's how you get in the mailbag. And we'll be getting back to a mailbag soon enough. All right. Uh, NFL Combine begins today. Workout stuff begins a little later. But uh, John Lynch is going to talk in a few hours, as I said, if you're watching it live on Tuesday. So we'll get to that. And I think, generally speaking, the 49ers are in a pretty good position drafting 31st. And one of the reasons is that it's such a deep first round. Listen to this. If you just add up the quarterbacks, the tackles, and the receivers, that probably, by my count, will go before the 49ers pick at 31. It's 16 players of those three positions, half of the first round. Now, tackles, who Albert Breer wrote on Monday, will be a heavily drafted group in the first round. He said he thinks seven tackles could go before pick 20. It's why you're seeing a lot of mock drafts that have the Niners taking a tackle. They're actually taking tackles that project as guards or centers in the NFL. I know, as we talked about on Monday, there's some disagreement on Arizona Wildcat Jordan Morgan, whether or not he's a tackle or a guard. But uh, regardless, even as a, you know, if you want to guard at uh, 31, um, as the Niners would, uh, excuse me, a tackle at 31, as the Niners would love to have, if there's 15 tier one tackles, you're probably not getting one at 31. So that's why I say if they want to tackle, they probably got to move up to get one. There are some mock drafts that have them taking a tackle, tackle at 31, but I think those are overly optimistic. I think we got to try and be at least, you know, you got to prepare for the possibility that if you want to tackle, you're going to have to move up. Uh, that's the consensus right now, at least. Maybe, maybe weird stuff happens and a guy falls to you, but um, I don't think you can go into the draft assuming that that's going to happen. So if we go with what Breer reported, which is that seven guys will go in the top 20, which is nowhere close 31, let's take those seven. And now let's go to the quarterbacks. I think, it, you know, it's easy to just say, oh, well, you know, five guys are getting drafted uh, in the first round. No problem. But, I mean, you have to actually kind of investigate it and figure out, are there five destinations for quarterbacks? Like, are five guys really going to go? Peter King wrote on Monday, as I talked about on Monday, that he thinks the Bears could do some trading. And so I, it doesn't come out of left field. Ryan Poles was very noncommittal to Justin Fields, and he's clearly going to wait and see what kind of offers they get, probably for Fields, but more importantly, for the first pick. I think ultimately they got to draft Caleb Williams. 
but I think they're taking a quarterback. I think Washington is taking a quarterback. New England may or may not. Atlanta, Atlanta today, are, are they going to be in the category of teams taking a quarterback? Uh, on Tuesday, Raheem Morris, he's their coach now. Their old coach is the Steelers OC, Arthur Smith. Raheem Morris asked about the quarterback situations of the Falcons, said, quote, if I had a better quarterback, or let me start over. If we, speaking of the Falcons, had better quarterback play, I probably would not be standing here at this podium. So he just saw the last coach, Arthur Smith, get fired because of the quarterback. Uh, Does not feel like he's about to hitch his wagon to Desmond Ritter. So... Uh, I think they're on the quarterback watch from a draft possession, uh, position. Minnesota, Denver. Denver's looking for a quarterback. The The Las Vegas Raiders looking for a quarterback. So I'm not gonna, we don't have to go through every team that might draft a quarterback here, but I do think here's where it's at with the QBs. Four guys I believe are locks to go ahead of 31. Three are stone-cold locks. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Stone-cold locks. I think Bo Nix... We'll end up going before 31. So there's four. I think there's one more that's probable to go ahead of 31, which is J.J. McCarthy. There's five. And then I think maybe, maybe around 31 is where Michael Penix gets drafted. Um, I didn't include him in this total number. I said five quarterbacks, conservatively four receivers, seven tackles. Um, so that adds up to 16. But, I mean, it could be more, right? And and all of this means that if you're drafting somewhere other than those positions, and even if you're drafting, say, a tackle that's going to be a guard, but if you want anything else, if you want a corner, if you want a pass rusher, if you want a linebacker, uh, if you want a running back, no. That guys are getting pushed down to you. So it's a very meaty. It's not viewed as a deep draft in rounds four, five, six, seven, but it is viewed as a good, a good first round. And as I said, maybe Michael Penix. You know, there is this possibility that somebody wants to move up to 31 to draft a quarterback. Quarterbacks always seem to be, and this happens with receivers too. Um, There's been a run on receivers in first rounds a few times in recent years. But, you know, all this NFL stuff, you know, is a result of surge pricing. Uh, Reports all over the place on Tuesday morning. That Wendy's, Dave, is going to test surge pricing based on demand. Dave's single quarter pound cheeseburger, according to the uh, CEO, Kirk Tanner, on an investor call earlier this month, which is currently priced at $5.95 in L.A. This is an article from Fox 11 in L.A., but this applies across the nation. They could raise the dollar as much, uh, they could raise the price as much as a dollar on Dave's single quarter pounder burger during the lunch rush and then could dip it during slow periods. I remember working with a guy many years ago who used to go to Taco Bell every day before his uh, two o'clock or three o'clock afternoon show. And every time he'd come in, it always made me laugh. He'd be like, Why are there so many people at the Taco Bell drive through at 1 30? And I'd say, why are you at the Taco Bell drive-thru at 1.30? So if you're a if you're a post-peak lunch eater, uh, then maybe surge pricing could be uh, beneficial to you. Although it does, the article does not say, and they did not say on their investor call whether or not they will lower below regular prices during non-peak 
hours, right? So if the burger is normally five ninety five, and then it goes to six ninety five at noon, is it going to go to four ninety five at three o'clock? I doubt it. Uh, Wendy's claims they're focused on great tasting, fresh, high quality food, doing it the way that brings value to our customers. Um, Yeah. McDonald's. I did not know this. uh, McDonald's recently received criticism over its Big Mac combo, which is priced at nearly $18, among other menu hikes, and has promised to focus on affordability, the New York Post reported. Uh, The burger chain said it plans to pump the brakes on higher prices. Uh, McDonald's says U.S. traffic fell slightly as it saw fewer visits from customers with annual incomes of under $45,000. There was another article that uh, suggested some other types of uh, dynamic pricing. Oh, here we go. Dynamic pricing uh, offering in certain parts of the day, AI-enabled menu changes, and suggestive selling based on factors such as weather. It's a little cold outside. How about some soup? It's a little hot outside. How about some ice cream? Uh, dynamic pricing. So it's it's coming to fast food near you. But if you're an NFL draft fan, this is nothing new. Uh, surge pricing has existed around uh, the draft every year. It, adra- it, it, it uh, occurs around the draft at quarterback. And um, it, it could occur at 31 for the 49ers if there's a team that wants to come up. And that's where it seems like beginning of the second round, end of the first, you know, watching a lot of Michael Penix, I, I thought it was crazy that some of these guys were valued so much greater than him. We'll see. This is a big week for him, medical testing, uh, if he does it, uh, because that seems to be the thing that scares a lot of people off at age. The problem with this idea of, say, a quarterback at 31, someone wants to come get him, is when you go look at the top of the second round, there's not a lot of attractive spots to be with teams that may move up for a quarterback. Uh, to me, and you can look at the second round and tell me something different, but to me, when I look at the top of the second round, like a team that might be interested in doing that, moving up to the end of the first, is Minnesota. Um, they drafted 42. That might be a little far. You may not want to go from 31 to 42. Like in an ideal world, you just go from 31 to, you know, 34, 35. But, um, you know, you got to find somebody who wants a quarterback sitting there. And I guess you could make a couple of trades. A lot could happen. But I put that low on the probability list. So whatever that aside, uh, you got your receivers, your locks, Marvin Harrison, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors. Some people, you know, there's starting to be some buzz that Malik Neighbors at LSU is going to be number one on not like a couple teams boards, but on a lot of teams boards as the number one receiver. We'll see if that, you know, we'll see what order those go, those guys go in. But, you know, those three guys are going. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. seems like he's the next guy up. And then there's a drop-off. Uh, Adonai, 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 Mitchell from Texas. It might be the end of the first round, beginning of the second. So I think we can say reasonably, I'm, I'm leaving him out, that there's four receivers. I think we can say reasonably that there's five quarterbacks that's nine and going with the Breer report seven tackles in the top 20 that's 16 so there's 16 players in those three positions that'll get drafted ahead of the Niners spot at 31 Uh, which means that if you want to go guard I guess in some ways you'd have your first pick of the guards Um, but if you want to go guard you know you're not taking a tier one offensive lineman 
at that spot, but that's okay at least because there is surge pricing on tackle. So you could still get a really good player there. Uh, I think it's unlikely they go receiver there unless Brandon Ayuk gets traded. And even then I'd be a little surprised, um, but they could do it. And uh, they could also move back into the second round and do it. I don't think they would do that. And, and then a quarterback, obviously they're not in the mix for a quarterback in the first round. So, you know, if you're in the, in the group of people that thinks they should draft a cornerback at the end of the first round, which I actually tend to not think um, it, it's, it's been weird for them there. I know the idea came up. I saw David Lombardi wrote about, you know, if you were in the market for a pass rusher, a defensive lineman, maybe this would be a good draft to do it in just because guys might get pushed down. But as I said yesterday, you know, they've only drafted in interior linemen twice in the top four rounds in this regime. And only once in the top three rounds have they taken an interior defensive lineman. And, um, you know, that was Kinlaw. So feels a little unlikely that maybe they go free agency on the defensive line. Maybe they're maybe they're optimistic on Drake Jackson at this point. You know, he was dinged up, but he's been, you know, he's had physical issues for two years in a row. So stock is down a little bit. And that's somebody that I'm, you know, pretty, I was pretty optimistic about before the season started. And he's still got, he's still got plenty of time. He's going to get the opportunity, which is good. He'll just, he'll just, you know, he's got to earn it. Um, he's got to rehab now, but you know, I, I don't think you can look at it the way you did last year. Cause it's two years in a row now that, you know, physical issues have, have uh, prevented him from becoming the pass rusher opposite of Nick Bosa. So um, I think it's good news. I think it's, I think that's all good news for the 49ers. Comment, why not trade up for a guard, though? Jackson Powers Johnson would be great. Out of Oregon, I know my guy Jeff Schwartz is is big on uh, JPJ, uh, productive player, uh, you know, pro-ish style concepts in that offense, physical run team. Um, they did throw it short a lot, so you have to have good feel as an offensive lineman just to manage that. Mobile quarterback who does a little bit of, uh, um, you know, ad-libbing. So he's got some experience with that, but you know, are you going to be able to get him at 31? Doesn't feel like it. So I'm, I'm for it. Like if you got to move up to get the offensive lineman you like, and it's not a tackle, but you, you've got a guy dialed in at guard and you got to move up five spots to get him. I'm good with it. And I think the Niners have shown they'll, they'll move up for players that they like in the first round. Uh, comment from Bowler, Dan, we need to draft a good offensive tackle or guard for years now. Just do it. Finally. And uh, comment from a Generation Retro, day 15 of Bill Belichick. Watch. Yeah, you know, Kyle Shanahan, uh, not in a rush. He's the only guy hiring a defensive coordinator, I think. I mean, Sean McDermott, there was a story today that they're still deciding the defensive coaching staff structure, like who's going to call defense, but it doesn't seem like he's he's probably not about to hire uh, a defensive coordinator from the Jets or Belichick or Vrabel, so nothing to be afraid of there. And it's the third year in a row that Shanahan is not at the uh, NFL Combine. Uh, John Lynch saying, uh, and I'm, I'm reading here from uh, 49ers Web Zone, and this is uh, some of the stuff that uh, Lynch said last year is a good job by them to pull this back. Uh, Kyle not being here is not an indication that the Combine is not important for him or us. Couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, I think COVID taught us all that they can very much be a part of this via Zoom with player interviews. They can watch the workouts that happen. We get all the tape. You go back and and watch them anyway. Uh, let's work harder, not smarter, is 
that's become the 49ers uh, mantra as it relates to the combine. Look, if, if your last game of the year is uh, around New Year's, then maybe it's a little bit of a different story. But for these guys, it's that's not the case. They play into mid-February. It's probably good for John Lynch to uh, to get out and 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 uh, you know do do a few things on his own, give Kyle a break, um, and uh, it's probably good for uh, for Kyle Shanahan to get a little bit of a a break. So you know it's um, I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big thing. Now that said, like Marvin Harrison Jr. not showing up to the combine, the NFL would. Love for Kyle Shanahan to be there because it means he would speak and then that would be news. But Kyle talked a lot through the end of the year. The NFL would love for Marvin Harrison Jr. to be there. Uh, not showing up. No agent. So you can't squeeze him. If he had an agent, you'd be able to say like to the agent, like, hey, man, get this guy there. Like convince this guy he needs to be there. But no agent. So harder to uh, to manipulate him. Uh, the NFL calendar is basically year round now. They generally get what they want, but having star players not show up, it's one thing to have star players not work out. To have a big-name star player not show up, um, suboptimal for the NFL. They'd love to have Marvin there. I'd love for Marvin to be there. I'd love for Marvin to sit up there with Daniel Jeremiah and um, Mayock. We need Mayock back. I need Mayock's big board where he would do one big board. That would be it. No updates. No mock, one mock draft, and that would be it. No, no 2.0s. Um, I miss Mayock. He did some like Westwood radio. Got to hear him a little bit doing that. But um, I, I think that's the next, the next challenge for the NFL as it relates to the combine is just find a way to get your star players. Even if guys, if guys don't want to work out, that's fine. Quarterbacks have been doing this forever. But if you could get, find a way to get Marvin there, do you send him a jet for 10 hours? Get him in there, do an interview, just be on TV, promote Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be on TV. Uh, he's not doing it. It's not going to matter. It doesn't affect his draft stock. Teams will get to go talk to him. He's a big-time prospect. But, you know, I, I would uh, I would like to I would like to see it. Uh, as it relates to uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, Steve says he plays center. I think he played guard also. But uh, maybe I should get Schwartz on here and, and talk to him about that. Uh, comment from Gregus. John Lynch hasn't drafted a quarterback, uh, excuse me, a cornerback before round three. They've done a good job later rounds, um, at least with guys that, you know, seem like they're functional pros. We'll see with Darrell Luter. He was a fifth-round pick last year. Samuel Womack was a fifth-round pick the year before. Uh, Diamador Lenore was a fifth-round pick the year before that. Talano Hufunga was a fifth-round pick in that draft. Uh, I mean, it's DJ Reed was a fifth round pick. I guess we could just go ahead and target the fifth. Akello Witherspoon was a third round pick. That was John Lynch's uh, first draft. So, I mean, that would be the one. And, you know, I mean, he took a lot of flack. He took a lot of heat. But he he's been an NFL starter. For a significant amount of time, he was one for them and, um, you know, has been one for other teams. So, uh, you know, I know you want more out of a third rounder, but he he's played a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm just looking at Akello here, played 17 games. Actually, it was the first time he's played a full season, but he came into the league and played double digit games for four straight years for the Niners. Maligned, but, you know, that's 
just getting some depth there is actually like that's where Ambry Thomas to me is if if Ambry Thomas is a is on your roster just is not one of your starting corners that's like it's good depth you know if Diamond or Lenore is a starter drafted Mooney Ward free agent okay get your third corner and then a and then uh, um, Ambry is some depth for you that's that's fine like you're not gonna have I was watching Dan Campbell talk today and he said you know their big emphasis is just uh, is depth, drafting for depth. He's like, you just need depth to get through a season, and that's how we're going to draft. Like, our philosophy is going to be that. I mean, they took a volume of guys at kind of non-premium positions last year, quote-unquote. Uh, just Mike says, have to draft Jalen Polk if he's there at 31 and be super happy with him for years to come. I disagree. I don't think he's that level of prospect from an athleticism standpoint. Um you know, he was the number three receiver on a team with two really good number, a clear number one in Roma Dunze, a definitive college number two in Jalen McMillan. Jalen Polk's a little older, um, not old, but, you know, he's not like a three year twitchy guy, which is kind of what you, Ayuk was not a three year guy, but uh, he was a much better prospect, I thought, coming out than than Jalen Polk is. So, that would be an overdraft for me. I would not take Jalen Polk in the first round. Uh, Marcella says, don't rule out receiver early. They need speed. You know, another guy that a lot of people like is Troy Franklin, who is not big. He's fast. Uh, wiry, though. Needs to add a few pounds. Washington um, did a pretty good job against him. Uh, watching some of his stuff, I... I watched a lot of Troy this year. It felt like he was just running WAO wide ass open against zone coverage a lot. Uh, but that's, you know, they're in the realm. That's in the window of where they're drafting. End of the first round, beginning of the second round. And he's the type of guy that would be there. You know, they tried it with Danny Gregg. When you really look, I should probably give Ronnie Bell a bit of a break. We've talked about him a lot. I have at least in the same vein as, as Danny Gray, because to Ronnie's credit, he's played his way. I've thought ahead of Danny. Ronnie was a seventh round pick. So, I mean, they kind of took a flyer on him and he was a, he was a piece they needed. Like they needed him for in the special teams game this year. Uh, I have not seen him as a guy ready to replace one of the 49ers top three receivers, but they drafted him in the seventh round. Danny Gray, on the other hand, was drafted for a very specific reason. And it's not just for lack of opportunity. If you're going to be a young receiver, you're going to have to be able to show, Juwan Jennings is a great example of this, that you can make an impact in limited opportunity. Jennings has a role. He's big. It's third down. He blocks the other two downs, and then we get him the rock on third down, right? Like that mindset, you're going to get limited opportunity. So when it comes to your time, we're going to throw you a go ball. You got to go get it. Now, the Niners don't have a lot of track record hitting on deep balls. I think it's more related to their history with their coach and also the fact that they just haven't had a receiver that can just go do it. But um, to this point, it, it hasn't been Danny because ideally, well, first of all, if you're going to be a little bit of a specialist, then the defense is going to know exactly what's happening when you come onto the field. So you've got to be able to do some other stuff, and he's just not been consistent enough. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And another special deal, free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, 
or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks. America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go, Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the prize picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super chat from Tyler. Thoughts on Brendan Rice? Worth a pick. Uh, yes, actually. As I've said this before about Brendan Rice from USC. Started at Colorado. I thought showed promise when he was at Colorado. I remember doing some of his games at, when he was at Colorado. The coaching staff really liked him. Just a solid dude. I've talked to him on multiple occasions. Uh, Well-adjusted. Handles the spotlight that comes with being Jerry Rice's son. And, um, you know, from what I can tell, handled it well. He was at Super Bowl Media Day, or he was at Radio Row doing stuff. He's been doing a campaign already throughout the year, or at least after the season, with Breathe Right. So he's got he's got a, a level of comfort with being in the spotlight. You know, could he handle being on the Niners as Jerry Rice's son versus being on the Colts or being on the Texans or just being any literally anywhere else? You know, that, that would maybe be a minor question. But in my experience with him and talking to people around him, I think it's a borderline non-issue. It'd be a question you ask him. It'd be a question that the 49ers scouts will ask around at SC. Uh, but he's been in the bright lights, and I, I think it's a non-issue. He's been playing with that name for a long time and has gotten this far. Because he's, a sol- he's, he's a, just a solid all-around. He, he's, he's a willing blocker. He can kick off return, which might be key for the Niners this year um, with Ray Ray. And um, he's a solid receiver. I mean, and he's big and physical. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be – I don't know what you're – not, you're not taking him the first or second round. But that's okay. You know, I, I think that probably makes it even better. In an ideal world, I know for him an ideal world, you're a first or second round pick. I think in an ideal world, he's like a fourth round pick. He's already going to come in with rice on his back. Being a uh, being overdrafted would uh, only add pressure to him. But you know, he played. It's playing at SC is a big deal. He went from Colorado to SC. Transitioned fine. You know, played on a team with a lot of star power. Played on a team with other famous guys. He get Jordan Addison was there two years ago. Um, Mario Williams, one of USC's key receivers. They get all these like, Raleigh Brown. They just got a lot going on. And he he was fine. Like I thought he was he seems pretty um what's the word I'm like just you know drama free. Low maintenance is the word, phrase I'm looking for. He seems pretty low maintenance, which is great because he's gonna get an outsized amount of attention if he shows up anywhere, but if he shows up on the 49ers for sure, right? And uh now that said, this is where your locker room matters. Brandon Ayuk doesn't really care if you're interviewing other people. He'd be fine with you not interviewing him. Debo Samuel does not care if no one's interviewing him. He'd be fine talking to Kay Adams once a week and never having to talk again. So from that, you know, like these guys don't, I think it's a locker room that would not care if Brendan Rice came in and started getting a bunch of attention before he'd done anything. It doesn't matter to these guys. It has been five days since I made my Brandon Ayuk prediction on what would happen between him and the 49ers on February 22nd. My prediction was that Brandon Ayuk would play this year on the fifth-year option. The percentages I gave that likelihood uh, five days ago was this. I've got it at a 75% chance that Ayuk plays on his fifth-year option, a 17% chance that he gets extended, and an 8% chance that he gets a trade. So that's where I stood on it five days ago. That's still where I stand on it today. 
go watch the video back on uh, February 22nd or, or listen to that podcast if you want to hear more about why I feel that way. We can get into a little bit of it here. Part of it, if you remember, was that when you go back and watch John Lynch's end-of-season press conference, he was asked about Ayuk, and he said, uh, you have to prioritize all these things. Brandon Zanering is fifth-year option, dot, 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 and then he went on. So he was uh, he was very clear up front that in addition to loving Brandon Ayuk, the top thing that he thinks of when you ask him about Brandon Ayuk is the fifth-year option. So that's not the only reason that I arrived at that conclusion. But John Lynch talked today on uh, Tuesday at uh, the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, I watched it live. The only place I could find it live was on the SF Niners YouTube page, thanks to Brad doing great work out there. That was the only place I saw it live. It's since been posted. But if you go to, uh, go watch uh, John, and he has posted a, like the better video. He's got a live version and the, the better video. Um, and uh, so I watched John Lynch live, and I was uh, waiting to hear his Brandon Ayuk answer. And here's what he said when asked about, uh, here's what he said when asked about Brandon Ayuk on Tuesday. You know, I think we've got a, a nice track record of extending the players that are important to us. And uh, Brandon's a guy we want to keep around uh, for a long time. So there's different ways to interpret this. Um, you know, I think some people interpret it as it's not as a hard line as he took with Nick Bosa when basically the Niners message was don't even bother. Don't call us. Leave us alone. You're not getting Nick Bosa doesn't feel like they've taken quite a hard line there but really they haven't taken that level of a hard line with anybody it was the hardest line you could take to me that's not what's happening here um i think this is another hint and i feel the same way after listening to john lynch today that i felt five days ago that the most likely outcome here is that brandon Ayuk plays this year on his fifth year option i think what john lynch is preaching here is patience from Brandon Ayuk's side. That's that's how I read between the lines here. That's how I interpret this. Let's listen again. We've got a, a nice track record of extending the players that are important to us. And uh, Brandon's a guy we want to keep around uh, for a long time. All right. So, Brandon, look, man, we want to keep you around. Look at our history. When we say we want to keep you around, we extend you. We said we want to keep Debo around. We extended him. We said we want to keep Kittle around. We extended him. You're in that group. We want to keep you around, and we're going to extend you. Brandon says, great. Let's get this deal done. I'm thinking uh, four years, 90 mil. And John Lynch says, well, let's talk next year. I think that's where this ends up. Uh, as I've said, I think the 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 uh, ultimate leverage here obviously resides with the 49ers because they have him under contract for this year. They could always at least hold the tag over his head if they wanted to. But but um, Brandon Ayuk is not in a desperate situation either. He's still young. He'll still be in his prime next year, athletic prime next year. I think my prediction is that his production will go up this year. I think he's going to have more catches. I actually think if he remains a Niner, he'll have the most catches in 2025. Um, when they If they don't this year in 2025, you'd expect maybe – they lose a skill guy or the skill guys around him are a little bit older. Uh, but Brandon's making 14 million this year. So Brandon Ayuk doesn't have to take any deal, right? He's not making $2 million this year. Like he was in each of the first four years. He's going to make more money this year than he's made in the first four years combined by double. 
So he can sit back and wait a little bit. Maybe there's a holdout because, you know, ideally you would just get 50 million, 58, 60 million, 35, whatever. You'd get a bunch of guaranteed money now and not risk playing 2024. Uh, but if he's making $14 million, then you can at least breathe a little bit and go, I'm not going to let them give me a, a contract that's going to be well below market value. Uh, let me at least get to free agency and then, you know, they'll, they'll be in a more difficult situation. And I think the Niners are saying, no, we'll be in, in a year is, is when we are willing, really willing, really willing and really able to do a deal with you. So we extend you, but we do it on our time. That's the part that he didn't say. We do it when it's right. We like you, we will do it, but everybody be patient. So I'm not holding my breath for a Brandon Ayuk extension. I'm also definitely, as I've said, uh, I think they'll take phone calls on them, you know, bl- blow them away. I think what they're going to want is a price for Brandon Ayuk is going to be far higher than the price people are going to want to pay. It's going to be, you know, four first round, maybe five, but four first round wide receivers, but three blue chippers. Um, so you're going to have to really reach. There's a lot of tackles in this draft. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this first round. Um, and there's a few receivers. So, the, the first round picks this year are going to be very valuable. And, you know, the level of pick it would take to get them, 13, 17, teams are not going to pay that. Thanks to Brad from the SF Niners for that live stream from Indianapolis. So I could watch that John Lynch video and react to it. And, um, okay, y'all, talk to you soon. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.